this last verse. We shall sing on that beautiful shore the melodious songs of the blessed, and our spirit shall sorrow no more. Not a sigh for the blessing of rest in the sweet light of We shall meet on that beautiful shore.
Christmas. <laughs> Second Sunday of Advent. Advent's a, uh, an incredible season for all of us as believers. And today I want to turn your attention to a, a verse that is found in Luke chapter 2. It's verse 19. It's a part of uh, that classic reading. And we will have that reading on, at our uh, annual Christmas Eve service from Luke and it's, a, it's, an, it's an incredible verse that's tucked away that has just in, has a lot of meaning for not only the characters of, of the Christmas story, but has a, a, an important meaning for all of us as we are in the midst of this season. Uh, excuse my voice this morning, I ended up with bronchitis this week, and uh, I'm, on, I'm on the back side of the uh, antibiotic now, so I'm, I'm well on my way to, to being well. But every time I would say to someone, are, are you feeling all right? Well, I've got bronchitis. What, what did they say back to me? Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> that woman is famous now. <clears throat> Verse 19 of Luke chapter 2 simply says this, But Mary treasured up all these things, and pondered them in her heart. Father, this morning as we look to Your Word and as we again give our attention to Christmas, the Christmas story and, and what it means, through the ages the meaning of this season has changed lives. And Lord, we pray that it will change our lives in new ways this year. And I pray, Lord, that the manger would be in the center of our Christmas celebration as we think about Your great love for us. Thank You for this morning. Lord, let Your Holy Spirit be upon us in this place. Be with those who are here in, in the sanctuary this morning. Be with those who are joining us by way of, of video. And, and I pray, Lord, that You would just help each one of us to, to receive from Your hand the bread that You're wanting to bring to our nourishment today. And it's in Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. I don't know if you've availed yourself to this resource, but we, uh, some months ago, subscribed to Right Now Media, and it is available to all of you. Um, there's a little card out on the Welcome Center that you can actually take that and scan the, the little uh, uh, code that is there, the video code, and it'll take you right to the site where you need to sign up. And it's free to you. Um, we subscribe as a church family, and so then it's made available to you. Why do I mention that now? Because the Advent videos that are there, available to us, have become a part of my pondering this season, have become a part of my Christmas routine. And I, I've been watching a number of videos, but one in particular that I'd like to hold up to you is the, the Advent video that is there uh, featuring Max Lucado, and he does an incredible job of, of bringing our thoughts together around Christ and around the manger and what God has done in bringing His Son to this world. Uh, so please take opportunity and also know that if, if you don't want to sit and watch a video, um, that you can use the audio uh, portion of that, and so you can even listen to it in your car as you're driving from place to place but it becomes a part of our opportunity to ponder. Mary pondered. Uh, it says she pondered all these things. What things? Well, when you look at, the, at what Luke writes about the Christmas story, 
we realize that Mary is thinking about all of these different things that, that are happening very quickly in her life. And uh, some nine months before Jesus was born in Bethlehem, an angel just appeared out of nowhere and delivered to Mary the message that God had found favor with her and had chosen her to bring forth His Son to be the Savior of the world. She didn't feel worthy. She said, Lord, I don't, she said to the angel, I don't know how this is going to happen because I am a virgin. And the, Holy Spirit, and the angel said, the Holy Spirit has come upon you and what is conceived in, in you is of God. We've heard that so many times through the years that I'm afraid sometimes we lose the awesomeness and the mystery of that announcement. Think about this. Never before had anything like this happened. Never since has anything like this happened. This is an incredible moment in the history of mankind. God has decided that the time has come. As a matter of fact, in Galatians 4 it says, in the fullness of time God sent His Son born of a virgin. And so in this incredible moment in time, God looked to the angels and said, it's time, now go and make your announcements. And they were commissioned. An angel, the angel came to Mary and the same angel came to Joseph and alerted the parents to the fact that they were going to be key players in this drama of the redemption of mankind. Uh, as I mentioned last week, 400 years of silence from the time of the prophets to the time of what was happening as this announcement was made. And so it was an incredible moment and, and it was as if, just, just as it speaks of the second coming of Christ, the first coming as well was like a thief in the night. One day they're just living their lives and the next day these two young folks are made aware of what God is up to. And as He made them aware, then others became aware. Elizabeth, the cousin of Mary, expecting John, who became John the Baptist, the one who would baptize Jesus in the River Jordan, they become aware of, of what is happening. Elizabeth and Zechariah, her husband. And so the circle is growing and people are, are, are pondering what is happening. And Mary is finding opportunity from day to day, to sit quietly in the presence of her God, to gather herself around what is happening, what is growing within her very body, what is going to happen as she delivers the great deliverer of mankind. Boy, I tell you, the Holy Spirit was, up, was upon Mark when he wrote the song, Mary, Did You Know? A member of Gaither Vocal Band. And Mark Lowry said the, 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 the lyrics just came to him. And Buddy Green, if you're a follower of the, of the Gaither Homecoming series, Buddy Green is the guy that plays the violin, so, I mean the uh, harmonica so often on, on the program. And he wrote the, the music to that song. Can you believe it was written over 20 years ago now? And so it has become a classic in, the, in, the, in this season. And... What an incredible thing to write. Mary, did you know that when you kiss the face of your child, you have kissed the face of God? Mary, did you know that this child that you soon will deliver will one day deliver you? There was a lot to ponder. And there still is a lot to ponder. And one of the things I've been praying in this Christmas season for myself is, Lord, please help me to get beyond the well-worn pathways of thought and worship that I've given myself to for these many years as a Christian in the Advent season. Help me to see what I do not quickly behold. Help me to hear the message in a way that I've never heard it before. Help me to experience the wonder of this season. Ecclesiastes says there's a time to keep and there's a time to throw away. And you know, the longer we live, the more we realize there is some wisdom involved in knowing what to keep and what to toss. Amen? Have, have you ever thrown something away 
and you were sure that its usefulness was done, and you tossed it, only in the coming months to have an opportunity when you're looking for that something and you can't find it and so you ask your spouse, really you accuse your spouse, what did you do with that? I'm, I'm, a, uh, I'm a guy who puts things in certain places. I, I know you won't believe this, but I have a key hook in my closet. And that's where my keys go. All of my keys. And there's a hook for these keys and a hook for those keys and a hook for the other keys. And if they're not hanging on their proper hook, it's not me. There used to be three suspects. As life goes by, you're left with an easier task because it goes from three for me to one. <laughs> well, years ago, I got up one morning and I had a pen that someone had given me for a birthday present. It was a cross pen. It wasn't, I had the little silver one. Remember that? Those of you who've been around for a while, I had that one. Someone gave me a nice uh, cross pen. It was blue, it was a little bit thicker. Um, and just, just an, a wonderful writing instrument, okay? And, uh, and so when I would come in, I would take the pen out and I would lay it. I had a certain place for it. I was getting ready for church. And back in those days, I was always up. We lived in the parsonage right across the parking lot. I was up and, and off to church before the rest of the family was stirring. And that was cool because I, I got up early to go over and just kind of prepare myself well, I got up that morning, I got ready, and I got my suit coat on, and I reached for my pen, and my pen wasn't there. My wallet was in my pocket, my keys were in my pocket, my hanky was in my pocket. Everything was where it was supposed to be, and I couldn't find my pen. Beck, Beck's still in bed. Did you get my pen? I didn't touch your pen. A little tense. You, you feeling it? You feeling it? So I go to Christy. Tommy says she's your favorite child. She's so perfect. Even though I knew Christy would not dare take my pen, it wouldn't be fair for me not to question her. So I opened her door. She was in bed. Christy, you probably didn't, but did you, did you use my pen and not put it back? No, Daddy. Okay. I go into Tommy's room and... Um, Tommy always, uh, he, he's a guy who always slept face down like this. And so when you would go in to address him, he would, he would raise up like this to look back toward his door. And so I go in and, and I pull the door. Tommy, Tommy said, Dad, when you come, he used to tell me this in those days. He said, when you come in my room, you're like Kramer. <laughs> you just come crashing in, you know. <laughs> it doesn't matter what I'm doing. Or, and, and so I, I go in, I said, Tommy. It's a completely different. I, Tommy, if you're watching, I love you, buddy. I love you as much as I love Christy. Um, but I, I opened the door and I said, Tommy, did you get my pen? Because I was sure he got my pen, you know. And he said, no, I didn't get your pen. And I said, this is crazy, y'all. I had another pen that somebody had given me at the same time that was just like the pen that was missing. And so I held up this pen and I said, Tommy, did you get my pen that looks like this? And he's, you know, he's craning around looking. He said, Dad, if it looks just like that one, why don't you use that one and we'll look for the other one later? <laughs> Great wisdom. It humbled me. And I, I've told him so many times through, through the years, you were so dead on. I don't know. I was obsessed, you know, uh, that I, I had to find it right then. Um, but all of that to say, um, this Thanksgiving, we were looking for this platter that we always use, and we couldn't find it. And then Becky and I remember, because we downsized to a smaller place and less cabinets, and we remembered that last year we decided we don't need this platter anymore. Now, in the scheme of things, that's just really, you know, mundane stuff. It doesn't, we, we can, you know, we can go get another platter. But it's just an illustration of the fact that 
Knowing what to keep and knowing what to toss is not always an easy affair. And it traffics in things. This, this reality is a part of something so much bigger than platters and pins and the like. God, help me know as I'm traveling through this incredible season what You would have me to hang on to and what You would have me to let go of. Because there's a time to keep and there's a time to throw away. Don't, don't let that get by you too easily because it's speaking to us about things that are incredibly important to our lives. And furthermore, Lord, help me to know what finally needs to transfer from knowledge to treasure. Help me to know what needs to move from my head to my heart. Oh, certainly, Jesus needs to become more than a subject of the story. Jesus needs to become more than a theological doctrine that we subscribe to. The babe who was laid in the manger needs to find his place in our hearts. We need to move from knowing about Him to knowing Him. Being in relationship with the One who died that we might have that relationship. So when you read that line in Luke 2.19, we must not read past it too quickly. Mary pondered all these things. Everything that was going on. The shepherds showing up. Later, the wise men showing up at their doorstep. The angels and their messages. What happened after the shepherds went into town and told everything that they had heard and experienced. All of this became a part of the ponderings of Mary. Because this, this story definitely made her a main character, but it was so much bigger than her. The import would not only change her and Joseph's life, it would change all of creation. For when He died, He not only reconciled us, but all of creation unto Himself. I want you to think of the majesty of that. The stars are a part of that story. The trees, the streams, all that exists is a part of this reconciliation that God has brought together through His Son Jesus. It is amazing. There's so much to ponder. There's so much to think on. There's so much to treasure. There's so much to take hold of. But in order for me to take hold of it, I've got to also know what to let go of. Because I'm limited and I don't have room for everything. God, help me to know what needs to occupy the cupboards, if you will, the storage places within my mind and within my spirit. Help me to know what to transfer into that place in my life that represents things that are never to be thrown away. Oh, I've got some things like that, don't you? After mom passed away, dad on one of his visits brought um, a cigar box. And on the lid of that cigar box, my mom had written Ronnie's things. And I didn't know, but she had kept things like my Cub Scout knife, a belt buckle, a brass Marine Corps tie clasp. Jeff, that a, an enlisted Marine had given me on one of the occasions when a ship docked at Izmir, Turkey, and we dependent kids would always go to the ships to walk through the ships, and they would even, you know, they'd let us, I mean, they just opened everything to us. They'd let us walk through, and this Marine one day handed me, a fifth grader, his tie clasp and said, here, here's a souvenir. That was in that box. 
the things that are in that box, one day somebody will throw them away. I'll never throw them away. Because they have... They represent something about my journey. They represent something about my growing up. They, they, there's a story to tell. And, and even as I'm telling you the story, you, know, you don't have the connection to it that I have. But you have stories that I don't have that connection to. There's things in your life, life that I would toss on the trash heap. And you say, oh, no, 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 that's a treasure. That's how personal this matter is. And there are parts of the story of the redemption of mankind through Jesus Christ, the baby who was laid in the manger, that are key to you. And there are others that are more key to me. But oh, that we would ponder so that we can treasure. Because these treasures that God gives us become anchor points. So that when the storms of life blow in upon us, There are moorings that hold us, that keep us, that secure us, that deliver us a hope that nothing else can bring to our experience. As I thought about this this week, I thought, Lord, help me to look for you this Christmas. Help me to listen for you. Help me to welcome you. As I was listening to one of the Lakato Advent segments this week, I wrote down several phrases that he put in this one section. He said, at his command, at the command of Jesus, crippled legs walked. That's something to ponder. At his touch, blinded eyes were opened. Boy, that's something to think about. At His embrace, empty lives were filled with hope. As He looked upon people, they found forgiveness in some of the most desperate moments of their lives. Wherever Jesus was welcomed in the Scripture narrative, the world was changed in that place, in that moment. Because someone dared to believe that what was happening was God's plan. It was a divine moment. Lord, help me to see you this Christmas. Help me to hear you. Help me to welcome you. Help me to ponder what you have done and what you have said and what has been recorded in this book that I might, that I might treasure all that you have in store for me. Christy and I are wired in such a way that it's easy for us to toss things. I, I confess. Becky and Tommy are wired in such a way that if they could keep everything, they would never throw anything away. When we were moving from Hatteras to Foxcroft, there were boxes in the attic, and I've told you this before, but it, it applies. There were boxes in the attic that had not been opened for 23 years. Because when we moved from Columbia to the Parsonage, many of those boxes were placed in the attic there. And I would see them every Christmas when I would go up to get the decorations. And I thought one of these days... We need to go through this stuff and decide what to keep and what to toss because there were a number of boxes. And so I convinced Becky when we moved from the parsonage to, to Hatteras, I said, we need to, you know, we need to sl slim things down. There, there's no sense in carrying all this stuff. And so we did. We, we, we made a really good effort 
at reducing our stock, and we went from cardboard boxes to plastic containers. Isn't it wonderful? And if, it, if it's really special, you can even put it in a Ziploc bag before you put it in the plastic container. Just keep it safe, keep it safe, because a hundred years from now, you might want to look at it again, you know? And so we, we put the boxes up in the attic and uh, at, at, at Hatteras, and, and we had really reduced the storehouse. And so when we're getting ready to move, I told Beck, I said, Beck, I've gone through it, but there's stuff in there that I would not dare toss. You need to go through it. Tommy had moved back to um, Sumter at that time, and so he and I had gone somewhere and we came back to the house, and Becky was sitting in the garage at the end of November. Um, it, was, it was a little bit cool. You never, South Carolina weather, if you don't like the weather, wait till tomorrow. Amen? I mean, it's going to be different tomorrow. But that particular evening, it was, it was crisp. It was cool. And she was sitting in the garage in a, in a, in a, a lawn chair, and she had a, a box open beside of her, and she's all wrapped up. She's got a jacket on. She's got... Some sort of, I can't remember what, a hat or something. on. But I, I promise you when I walked in and she's going through this stuff, she's got stuff here and stuff over here on the garage floor, stuff in her lap. And she's, look, she's reading something and she's crying. And, I, and I, all I could think of is Clark Griswold in the attic. <laughs> you know, watching the family movies and he's got on. You know, and I'm like, hey, Clark, <laughs> which is a throwaway pile? She said, I don't have one yet. And I said, well, let me help you. And so Tommy's standing there watching, you know, and, and I know that those moments are awkward for kids. It's, it's so much fun when you're the parent, though. Um, and so anyway, uh, I started tossing. I said, we can get rid of this. And I threw it over there, and, and Beck said, yeah, go ahead. And so I start growing this throwaway pile. And Tommy's over there pulling stuff out of the throwaway pile, making a Tommy pile, you know. Well, if you're not going to let mom keep this, I'm going to keep it, you know. And so um, one of the recent visits to Tallahassee, I'm with Tommy in the garage and we're looking for something. He said, look in some of those bins over there. And I'm seeing the stuff that he rescued from the throwaway pile when we were moving from over here. And all of that to say that I know we're all wired differently. But listen to Scripture and find its application in your life, there's a, there's a time to keep and there's a time to throw away. And know that he's, he's talking about more than refrigerator pictures that the kids drew when they were in kindergarten. He's talk, those are all, those, they, they all have their place, but he's talking about more than that. He's talking about more, Solomon's talking about more than tangible things. He's, he's talking about life. There, there is a time for things to find a new reality in our lives. And I pray that as you're moving through this Christmas season, that you will allow the Holy Spirit to help you to know what this message means in your experience that will help you have more room for the Jesus of Christmas than you have had. It can be about priorities. It can be about friendships. It can be about uh, occupation. It can be about habits. It can be about devotional time versus TV time. Now that's device time because you, devices are just so much a part of our existence. And they can be good or they can be bad. I'm not a shopper. Yesterday, Becky wanted to go to a couple of places and I said, I'll, I'll, we were over in Columbia, I said, I'll take you. So I drop her and I go find me a parking place and I watch a ball game or I watch something and I was watching some ball games yesterday on my phone. I was somewhere this week and, and my, I kept getting messages and Becky bought me an Apple watch last year. And so it vibrates when there's a message and I kept looking at my watch and whoever was sitting there said, man, do you have some place to be? I said, dude, I've got a Dick Tracy watch. 
I'm getting messages on this watch. Are you kidding me? This guy didn't even know about Apple watches. So man, I just, I did a sales routine. Um, what to keep, what to throw away is a big part of what happens in our lives all year long, but it's really a big time of what happens now. Because four weeks of Advent come and go so quickly. I was talking to Stacy before church and we were saying, can you believe it's already, we're here already again? It seems like we were here just, just a couple of weeks ago, last, and it was last Christmas. Mary pondered all these things in her heart because she wanted to make sure that she didn't hold on to what doesn't matter and in that, let go of what really does matter. Would you just bow for a second and just listen to what the Spirit is saying to you this morning? And Lord, I pray that you would allow this pondering to be of the variety that was Mary's experience. Because it could have said, that Luke could have written that Mary pondered these things, but he said Mary pondered these things in her heart. What you are saying to us in these days of Advent, are not just about this season alone, but it's about life in general. It's about life in grand themes of living. This second week, Lord, in our observance of Advent here at First Church is about preparation. And so, Lord, we pray that the pondering to which we give ourselves to, in heart, in mind, and in soul, would allow us to be better prepared when it comes to our relationship with You and our relationships with one another. The things that are hanging us up, that are keeping us from from the grander things of life. Lord, make it clear to us, we pray. Sometimes we just need You to shake us and help us to let go of something that we have clung to for too long. And I realize, Lord, in this context, that can even apply to the need to forgive someone and to move on. The need to help someone without judgment, without criticism. Just to lend a helping hand. Because that's what love would do. Not try to fix people, but just really invest ourselves in taking care of people around us with the substance that you've made available to us. Oh God, thank you for Christmas. Thank you for bringing us back to the basics of life by sending a baby into our world. For allowing him to live in the middle of us. Not removed from us in some palace somewhere, but Lord, you put him in a manger in a village home that even the shepherds would have access to him. Oh God, there's so much to ponder. Thank you for the Christmas story. Bring it to life in our experience, we pray. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.
Body the bread. 